0: you got your Bible, turn over to the book of Philippians. I know that probably shocked some of you. You're like, we're not going to Acts? Yeah. Um, so I've been flirting around with this passage for a few weeks and wanted to get in there. And, you know, after Sunday, you know, I was already thinking every time I leave the parking lot, I'm already thinking about like the next message and where we're going and and my wife didn't say much, and she's like, where are you going? And I had a thought in my mind, and she goes, you should go here. And it was the same thing. I th- so we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1, and I, I, it connects to, to Acts and certainly what Paul is going through. And I don't have a lot of time tonight because our children's workers will kill us. And um, listen, I always tell you this, halfway joking, but if you don't get your kids right after service... They're gonna give them a Red Bull and cotton candy and send them home with you. And it's summertime, so they don't like ah, you know what I mean. So all the all the things will be broken, and, and you'll be mad at us and everything. So, listen. Uh, I was I was thinking earlier as I was walking through the venue. Some of your old school church people. I don't know if you know this song or not, but I was just singing this song to myself. So it says, "Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails, without a doubt. Get thee behind me, Satan. You will not prevail because Jesus never fails." right and i'm just singing that word and it's just so, such a simple chorus but if if you if you just lean on that right that's a that's a resolve that's an understanding it's like it's going to work out we always tell you it's going to be okay and even if it's not okay it's still going to be okay but we have resolved to believe that god is working all things out for those who he loves if he called according to his purpose right and all of that so paul understood that about his life and as he wrote to the church at philippi a church that he loved you can see the birth of the church in acts chapter 16 we studied that several several weeks ago but he's writing to this church again, a motley crew of people that have come together, just like our church. It's, I mean, we've got doctors in the room, and we've got lawyers in the room, and we've got workers, and we've got all kinds of people that, that come together to make up the church, right? And it's beautiful. And, and Paul's writing to these people, and he's telling the church, and he's, he's, he's wanting them to get it. This is like Paul's life. It didn't matter if he was talking to the Sanhedrin, right, the Pharisees, any of these guys, to, to Felix. He gets on in just a couple of weeks, he's going to be talking to Caesar and Agrippa. And he's like, guys, I just want you to get it. I just want you to get it. But the message I want to give to you tonight is something that I think we wrestle with so much. The message is entitled, I Figured Out Why. Because we're why people. Why am I going through this right now? I want to know the application of this right now because this is terrible it's terrible so why give me the why i want to know what it looks like and the truth is you might not see that for a long time you might not ever see it except paul figured out why he figured out the why in life and if you will understand this and what i'm trying to be get inside of you the last few weeks is paul got it we're going to get it tonight i believe so i'm going to jump in just for time's sake philippians chapter 1 Verse 6, you know it well if you've been in church at all. He said, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ, right? At Jesus Christ, right? That's it, and I am sure. We love sureness. We love insurance. We love assurance, right? We want all the sure, right? I love this. In the Great Commission, in Matthew chapter 28, he says, go do all of these things. And the last thing he says is be sure of this, that lo, in the King James, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the earth. Be sure. You want insurance? I don't know. There's, you know how many insurance companies are leaving Florida right now? Let them go. I got the best insurance there is. I got the Lord on my side. He's taking care of everything. I'm not worried about anything. You can have all this stuff. Just give me Jesus, right? Be sure. I am sure that he who has started this thing in me. Oh, he's going to finish it. I'm, a, I'm like, I'm a work in progress. Any of you work in progress out there? God's working on you? Listen, my whole life is a construction site. You know what I mean? It gets dangerous. There's falling rocks and boards sticking out. And you better wear a hard hat if you get around me because I'm not perfect. God's working on me. Verse 7 says, it is right for me to feel this way about you. I feel, I feel a certain thing for you guys. Paul's writing to the church of Philippi, but I'm talking to you tonight. And maybe you've got something to say to the people around you. I feel it's, it's right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you all are partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment. Prison? That's not a good situation. Nobody wants to be in prison. But guess what? In my imprisonment and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn. For you all, with the affection of Christ Jesus, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and be blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus, to the glory and praise of God. What? Remember, Paul sitting before Felix, the governor. He's got a he's got a seat at the table with the governor. Everyone's like, I want to talk to you, Paul. Let me get my wife, Drusilla, bring her over here because we're going to talk to Paul. We've heard a lot about this guy. He seems pretty interesting. Talk to us, Paul. And Paul didn't say, hey, I want to network. Can you get me a contact with this person? Now You know what Paul talked about? He talked about three things, right? What are you talking about? Righteousness, right? What else? Come on, help me. Self-control. Anybody else? Coming Judgment. He didn't talk about himself. He wasn't trying to pad his pockets. He wasn't trying to build his network. He's preaching the gospel. Uh, it was a hard gospel. Hey, Felix, there's something coming from me. We talked about procrastination. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Somebody like, I'm going to get it right. You know, in next year, 2024, I'm going all in for Jesus. What are you talking about? You don't even know what 24 looks like. What's your problem with going all in today? What are, you do, what, are you, what are you doing? It's like I'm, you and me, God, all the way. 25. Boom. It's my five-year plan. We're going to make it happen. Two, 2030. What? What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. This is, but this is the kind of stuff that we do. We would, it sounds ridiculous to vocalize it, but that's what we do, is it not? Well, let's be honest for a second. I mean, like, and we're super good at delegation. God, you, you've got... All of it, just like I said a few minutes ago, prayer, you got all, I'm pushing it all in, except for this one little piece. That's mine. <laughs> the problem with that is it's still delegation. You still are going, this is how much you get, God. Okay, you give him 99.9%. You're still going, you're the one who's saying you get what. And well, listen, God gets whatever he wants. and He's jealous, and he wants it all. But for some of you, that's scary until you've surrendered all. The old song said, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender all, right? And we get that. We recognize, well, you can have it all. I've told you about A.W. Tozer's book, the second chapter, The Blessedness of Possessing Nothing. Abraham, he's got, the, he's got everything, man. He's rich, cattle, land, everything, and he doesn't have anybody to give it to, and so he prays, and God says, I'm going to give you a son, right? And he laughs. laughs, and then his wife laughs, and God's like, okay, you're going to get it now. With your old self. (laughs) So this old lady has a baby. The promise of everything. This is my my inheritance. I get to give everything. And God goes, I want him back. (sighs) Can't you just take the cows, God? (laughs) Can't you take the the land? Take the land. I don't don't care about anything else. Give me this. This is the promise. And God takes him up the mountain. And that whole thing, you know the story. And you know what? Abraham trusts God. And so God, what happens? God lets him keep everything, everything, all the land, all the cattle. And he gets to keep the promise, too, of Isaac, the inheritance. But guess what? He possessed nothing in his heart. And sometimes it's like there's a, there's a possession, like that's mine. That is mine. God's like, no, it's mine because you're mine. Anybody ever told your kids that? He's like, don't go in my room. Your room? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like I must have missed the part when you started paying bills around here. In fact, I'm taking the door off this joker and you and the mattress too. You can see what it's like. And it's like your room. You don't have nothing in this way. You you don't own any. Give me those shoes and the socks too. Take the shoes. Throw them up on the telephone line. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? <laughs> Got nothing in this place. It's tough. Listen to this, verse twelve. I want you to know, brothers, sisters. I want you to know this is, this is it. This is, this is a secret right here. That what has happened to me. Well, five times I was beat by the Jews. 30, 39 lashes, one from that five times. Shipwrecked, tired, you've heard me say it. Beat, left for dead, dragged outside of the city. All, all this crazy stuff has happened to me. Everything crazy has happened to me. And you know why? Everything has happened to me has really served to what? Advance the gospel. Figured out why. <laughs> you figured out why. Maybe that's not hitting you like it, like it hit me. Like, like I, remember, I remember the first time I read that, I told my wife. And we were both like, what? I was like, why am I going through this? Why? why? What's, this, what's this tension in my relationship? Why this diagnosis? Why is my dad sick? Why is my mom sick? Why are my kids sick? Why, why are they not listening? Why is it? Ah. Everything. Everything has really served to advance the gospel. Romans 8, 28. We said it's Sunday. What? Come on. All things. All things work together for those who love God and are called in The, tr- the truth is, like, we don't believe that. That's just, the, that's just the bottom line. We just don't believe that. We believe that good things work together. <laughs> no. All things If you will allow the process to work, the refining process. See, the potter's wheel is such a violent process of I mean, you know what the potter's wheel is, the, the clay, the, the artist puts it on there and he shapes, and you know, sometimes you ever see the, the potter push his fist down into the clay, he pushes his fist, and I'm going to break it down, and I'm going to shape it, and I'm going to mold it, and then he then he spins it, right, it's spinning, sometimes, some of, you, some of you sitting out there right now, you feel like your life is spinning, it's like out of control, I don't have any control of this, and you know who does have control of it, God, he never loses it. I got control of nothing, but he's in control, and if you'll let him, he'll shape you, if you resist the process, it's not going to work very well, but in the process of the spinning right there's a shaping but also in the process of the spinning there is a a a bubbling that is coming to the surface those are called imperfections the imperfections are coming to the surface of your life and the potter will remove the imperfections because if you have imperfections later on when you're being handled by the world you'll crack and fall apart but if you'll let god deal with you in the spinning in the process And let him remove those things, you'll be tougher than ever. You'll be tougher than ever. You'll be the vessel that he has for you filled with that. He figured out the why. Check this out. He says, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. You want to put me in prison? Cool. It's For Christ. Right? And most brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. You know, sometimes I watch people, Jordan, can I u- just, use you can stay there, but can I just, u- can you just, I'm not going to say too much. Get this young man right over here, he's been through a lot. He's here. I love you, bro. I'm proud of you. In front of this church, I'm proud of you, man. Not only is he here, he's here. You know that early morning prayer? Some of you are like, I'm going to get to that 2030, 530 prayer. That's me and me, God. we right there. We got you. Well, he might, he might sleep in one day. I don't know. I'm not worried about that. I just know he's pushing in. And, and in a time when, when life is just squeezing and just pummeling you down, you know what most people do? I ain't doing this. And you just walk away. It's the exact opposite of what we should do. Jordan is, is pushing into the presence of God because he knows that's, that's where it's at. There's, there's fullness of joy in the presence of God. And if you, if you understand that, then you won't resist it. And so now when I look at him and he comes in on, 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 on the morning, on Sunday morning here and, and say, hey, can I, how can I serve you? How, how can I just be? And I'm like, just be here, man. Because when you're here, my, my legs, my spiritual legs, they get strengthened. And sometimes I just want to take off running. You guys don't know what it's like. Some of you, you don't know what that's like in church. It's like sometimes I just want to take off running. You know what I mean? I get so excited. You know, the spirit is subject to the prophet, so I control myself. And, but I get excited, and there's fuel on the fire, and that's what he's saying here is like these guys are they're watching his life, and they're going, well, Paul's living it out in prison. And so now, you know what? I'm going to say something, too. This is why some of you want to go witness to your friends, but you can't quite get it up. But if we showed up in force... You know what happened? One of you would say something, the next thing, and everybody's saying something. That's why we go, we go out on outreach sometimes. I don't even say anything. Everybody's all bold. I'm just in the back praying. I don't need to say anything. Everybody's all excited, right? They're more and more bold, like Paul is saying here, and it's, it's powerful. And he says, some, in, some indeed preach Christ, verse 15, from the envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I'm, this, this is powerful, Marty, put here. Put here. Why well, do I don't want to be here? You're put here. I don't know what to tell you. Did God cause this? Did God allow this? Doesn't matter. You've been put here. <laughs> the result is the same. Why? <laughs> to advance the, the gospel. Why am I put here? Right? It's because He put He puts you here. Don't don't, re, don't resist it. Don't don't hate it for the de, for what the defense of the gospel. Oh, we always see this in scripture that if you will just be obedient in the process like Joseph, you're going to have an opportunity to minister in different places. Places you wouldn't pick. How many of you want to be in the prison? Right? How many of you want to be in the pit? Sold by your friends into slavery, sold, sold by your blood brothers. Into, nobody's going, yeah, I want to do that. No, but he was faithful in those things, and God used him to minister to this. And, and it's beautiful. He says, I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaimed this out of selfish ambition. Not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that I rejoice. How many of you say you got some people you're trying to minister to and they're they're like the church is full of hypocrites and they just want your money and they're just cheaters and liars. Anybody got people like that in your life? That's when you tell them you would fit right in, bro. (laughs) (laughs) You would fit right in. (laughs) That's why we're here. We are scoundrels without Jesus you've heard it said before nobody's trying to say like this is this is such a this is like the the louvre museum in paris france with all this fine art no what is this this is a hospital of broken people who need Jesus. We need Jesus in this place. And, and so we gather together and I'm strengthened by your, your story and your story. And, and we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I start hearing testimonies from different one of you and I start getting strengthened. I start rising up. I get more bold and I start going out and preaching more. And, and I know that's happened for some of you, right? So don't, don't matter like this, this person, oh, I heard this person did this. Forget about that. Christ is going to get proclaimed. You make no mistake about it. There's gonna be some scoundrels that are gonna do some scoundrel things. But Christ is holy, he is righteous, and so we live for him and proclaim. Listen, let's go. Yes, yes, I will rejoice. It's a theme of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord again. And I say rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with the full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by my life or by my death. For me to live is Christ, for me to die is gain, and if I am to live in the flesh, that means labor for me, fruitful labor for me, yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed Between the two, my desire to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Listen, 25. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of of you for your progress and the joy and faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ because of my coming to you again. Now, Paul's, he's torn. He's so torn. Like, really torn. Like, I want to go to heaven. And the, and the older you get, I know some of you got some years. And the older you get, you're like, I don't care. You know, like, I don't, you know, my, my wife all this week, you know, has been like, I just want you to take care of yourself. I said, man, I'm, I almost feel like doing the opposite so I can get home to Jesus sooner. You know, and I get to eat what I want and, and die ha- happy, but you know, and she's like, shut up and go eat. You get ants on the log, celery with peanut butter and a couple raisins. That's what you get. That'll give me a heart attack, if anything, right there, having to live on that. Two ice cubes and a wish sandwich, like I wish I had a sandwich, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, she's good to me. She's not like that. She just scolds me. I eat what I want, but I just... Listen to this. Stand with me real quick. We got got a couple minutes. We're going to worship a little bit in just a second. Listen. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Well, This is a call right here. This is a call. (laughs) Stop acting like a crazy person. Right? (laughs) We're going to put it in the modern vernacular. (laughs) Stop acting like a crazy person. People are looking at you. The same thing you would tell your kids? Quit acting like that. <laughs> you know? Yes or no? You guys are laughing because that's how it is. And God's like, quit acting like that. Come here. Almost got me arrested. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Only let your, your matter of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, Whew. with one mind, <laughs> striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, <laughs> and that from God, for this has been granted to you, that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engage in the same conflict that you saw I had and now here that I still have. He didn't say it would be easy. He didn't say it would be easy, church. Thank you, sir. He didn't say that. But you gotta live it out. He who began a good work in you, right? Faithful to complete. Be be sure. Of this, have some assurance, have some insurance that He's there. And so, as we we start accepting this, that hey, what's coming? Hey, I figured out why. Like, I know He's working on me. I know He's. I know He's going to complete some. I don't know how it's going to get done, but but I just believe. I just. I don't know how I believe. I don't know, but there's something rising up in me that's called faith. There's a faith rising up. I think in our church, like a, a building of faith that God just somehow, some way, just going to blow our minds in this next season. I told you about my my kidney stone. Somebody I mean, like, yeah, that's just a kidney stone. Well, you never had a kidney stone. You know the song, "The Power of the Cross." I was saying, "The stone has been removed." <laughs> you know, I was like, all week long. You know, <laughs> and they getting it, man. <laughs> Thanks for writing that, Pastor Victor. Love that. <laughs> he knew it's prophetic. <laughs> live, live your life. He's 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 working on you. Some bad stuff's going to happen to you, but there's a purpose behind it. I figured out the why, that, that everything that is happening to me serves for the advancement of the gospel, so so live it out. Live it out. Live your life like somebody's writing a book about it. Why? Because Somebody's writing a book about it. <laughs> we joke around and we say it's between you and God, but we're watching. <laughs> no, the world is watching. But more, more importantly, he's watching. So when we talk about living the life worthy of of your calling. God has called you. He's called you to live like this, right? And so the standard is there. And so you should have some fear of disappointment. Yeah? I've, I've heard great men talk about it. It's like, you know, what, what keeps you walking the, the line? Is that, one, the fear of God. Like, I, I fear, I don't want to disappoint God. Everything he has given me is grace and mercy in my life. Why would I spit in his face? But Sometimes I'm disobedient. But let me tell you, there's, there, I also, like, I have, a, I have a fear. I don't want to disappoint my wife. I don't want to disappoint my daughter. I don't want to disappoint. What would I tell you guys? There's some of that, too. I'm just being honest. What would I do? How shamed I would be. And so, but, but, the, but the crux of it all is, like, I don't want to disappoint him. My heavenly father. So live it out, church. When you live it out and you start to proclaim, like he said, for me to live as Christ, for me to die—it's my earnest hope and my expectation that in nothing I will be ashamed, but that at everything Christ will get the glory in my life. He's going to get the glory. I'm going to—I'm going to—I'm going to preach. Some are going to listen. Some are going to hate me. I'm on a potter's wheel. Some good days, some bad days, but He's getting the glory all the way, church. He's getting the glory all the way. So we're going to sing. We're going to sing. This song, But before we do, as they're coming and getting ready, I, I just want to pray over you. So just bow your heads with me, and I want you to, to start to get this inside of you. And we are here for your glory, Lord. We are here for your glory. That's why we are created, to shine for you, Lord. You are worthy of it all. We are not holding back at all in this next season. So let the holy boldness from your Holy Spirit come over us, Come in us and speak through us in this next season as we begin to declare as the faith rises, not just in this building, but in our lives. And then we will answer the call to live worthy, to live worthy of everything. God, we just want to do it for you. Have your way in this place, in our lives. Listen. Let me tell you something real quick. Go get your kids. <laughs> right after we pray benediction, they're gonna kill me. I'm gonna be all oh, tomorrow. I'll be like, ah, you don't love us. Uh, no, we love you. Hey, just live it out. And I've been trying to get you guys to understand how special you are. If you would understand how special you are, and understand how beautiful He is, we just sang it, right? If you would understand that, then you tell everybody. Tell everybody, right? How many of you are just committed to live that out in this next season to the best of your ability? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's so good. I love you guys from the bottom of our heart. Thank you for being here tonight. It's going to be beautiful. Let's pray our benediction together. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Love you guys. See you soon.